Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We're in the second chapter of Acts. We're in the midst of David stand, uh, David, <laughs> of Peter standing up in front of the people proclaiming what is going on with all these people speaking of the wondrous, mighty deeds of God in language that we can understand. Remember how he quoted Joel, and then Peter spoke some things, and then he quoted David. And we're actually in the middle of his uh, explaining what David says. So I want to go back and reread what we looked at in the previous episode, verses 25 through 28. And then there's two or three verses after that, which actually give more explanation about this. This is amazing stuff, folks. So uh, listen carefully through the Spirit. Verse 25 says this. Again, remember Peter speaking. For David says of him, of Jesus... I saw the Lord always in my presence, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Verse 26. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue exalted. Moreover, my flesh also will live in hope. 27. Because you will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor allow your Holy One to undergo decay. Then 28. You have made known to me the ways of life, you will make me full of gladness with your presence. So that's Peter speaking to these Jewish people, quoting the great King David, quoting Psalm 16, which they would have known, especially the religious rulers. So he states that. Now, verse 29, brethren, I may confidently say, so Peter's continuing to speak, but he's not quoting anymore. He's speaking to them directly. And he says, brethren, I love this. I may confidently say to you regarding the patriarch David that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. (laughs) He's not being sarcastic and snarky. uh, Maybe a little sarcastic. I don't know. (laughs) But what he's saying is, hey, you know, I can tell you all point blank and I can tell you confidently that which we already know, that David, the patriarch, Okay, the patriarch. Patriarch meaning what? The father. Yeah, the great King David. Well, why is he called uh, the father? Well, he's going to be the father of Messiah. We're about to see something about that in a second. The patriarch David, that he both died. Okay, he lived and he died. He definitely died. And he was buried. That's what happens when he died. And his tomb is with us to this day. In other words, we can go down to where he's buried. We know where it is, and his bones are still there. We know this. Then he says this in verse 30. And so, because he was a prophet, so he declares David to be a prophet, which they knew. Now, that's sort of surprising to a lot of people within the the Western church today that David was a prophet. But no, the things, a lot of the Psalms and things. So, very prophetic. So, because he was a prophet and knew, and here's another quote, okay, another quote from the Old Testament. This was out of Psalm 132. Knew that God had sworn to him with an oath to seat one of his descendants on his throne. So, stop right there. So, what was Peter saying? He said, we know that David was a prophet, and we know what he said in the Psalms, that God had told him that one of his descendants would sit on his throne. 
And here, verse 31, verse 31, Peter brings it together right here, or starts to bring it together and shows them and shows us what happened. Since we knew this, since we know what David says, verse 31, David looked ahead and spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that he was neither abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh suffer death. So he's reiterating that Psalm 16 thing right there. So Peter is saying David was speaking ahead of the resurrection of the one that would come from his line. Because David knew and they knew that Messiah would come from the line of David, would be one of his descendants that would sit on his throne. They knew this. And Peter now, empowered by the Holy Spirit, stands up and says, hey, this is what's happening, and this is what's going on. This ruckus you're seeing, okay, right now, with everybody proclaiming the mighty deeds of God in the language that you understand, that was prophesied by Joel. What's it about? It's about Jesus Christ, the Jesus that I just explained to you that you know about, that we just live life with, and you saw the mighty things that he did. This is the one that David spoke of when he looked ahead and saw his resurrection. Verse 32, this Jesus God raised up again to which we were all witnesses. He said, folks, we've seen it. We experienced this. There's witnesses all around here that saw this. So verse 33, therefore, ha, huh, a term of conclusion here. Therefore, having been exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured forth this which you see and hear. So now he's getting down to the original question. Because they were saying, what is this? What are y'all talking about? What is all this ruckus right here? And they were listening. They were amazed, though some were mocking them, saying they were drunk. Remember that? And he's saying, no, this is what's happened. It's what was prophesied by Joel. It's what I declare to you. It's what's prophesied by David. And now Jesus has been exalted to the right hand of God. How did he know that? Because Jesus told him that's what was going to happen. And having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, how did he know that? Because remember in John, Jesus told him point blank, I must leave and I'm going to send another from the Father, the Spirit. And then he had told him to go to the Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And he told him this Holy Spirit will come. So now the Holy Spirit has been poured forth. And this is what you're seeing and hearing. They, get, they heard it, yes, but they're seeing it also. Then verse 34, for it was not David who ascended into heaven, but he himself says, and here's another quote of David. I think this is out of Psalm 110. Let me check. It is out of Psalm 110. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Remember, that was the verse that Jesus asked the religious rulers, said, hey, explain this verse to me. And they had no explanation of it. Peter is now explaining it. And, you know, I would not be surprised if some of those religious leaders were right there in that religious gathering, those Jerusalem people, those Jewish people at the time of Pentecost. Now, the last verse of Peter's um, declaration right here, verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him, Jesus, both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom 
you crucified. Peter wasn't saying this, whom you crucified, from the point of a, a malicious intent of heart. He was saying it from fact. Okay? He was saying, this is what happened. This is what you did. Okay, This is what was going on. He was saying it from the point of view of communicating the truth and for them to be in right relationship with the Lord and to experience what they'd experienced. You think it worked? Let me just read the next verse. We'll pick up this verse next time. Verse 37. Now, when they heard this, they were all pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brethren, what shall we do? <laughs> and, and a lot of all this, and a lot of everything you just said, what do we do now? We're the ones that killed him. What do we do? Isn't that great? Well, I'll tell you what, we'll pick that up in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time, and I will see you then. Goodbye.